Monday, September 14th, 2009. Welcome to the Real Marketing Bowl podcast, where we expose the scum of the marketing community. And frolic in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. The magic dragon lived by the sea and frolicked in the autumn mist in a land called Hanali. Together they would travel on a boat with billowed sail. Jackie kept a Wow, that was a beautiful song. Reminds me of my childhood, Bo. I was all pumped up, and now I'm all relaxed and calm. Now you're all puffed out. The the folk really just put me in the mood. <laughs> well, the reason why you heard that song is because we are talking about puffery. Puffery and puffery kind of sounds like Puff the Magic Dragon, thus the song. Nice connection. Ryan, what is puffery? Uh, you're going to have to tell me, Bo, because you, you don't have, have the, the definition. definition. Okay. No, I don't. Well, I'll tell you what it is, and this is from memory. Puffery as a legal term refers to promotional statements and claims that express subjective rather than objective views, such that no reasonable person would take literally. Puffery is especially featured in testimonials. And that is all from memory. That was pretty good, Bo. Thank you. Uh, Let me give you an example, because this is kind of hard to imagine without an example. There are, this is the one that the Wikipedia uses, there are advertisements out there promoting the world's best cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And this is clearly puffery because no reasonable person could say yes, that I, I could see how that is the best, the world's best cup of coffee because, of course, it's, it's hard to almost, well, it is impossible to substantiate. Yeah. I mean, what criteria are you judging by? Is it quality? Is it health benefits? How could you tell? Have has everyone in the world sampled that coffee alongside you? Did it. Congratulations! World's best cup of coffee. Great job, everybody. It's great to meet you. Hi. And Ryan, you know what movie that's from? Yes. What? Well, I thought it was Elf, but it's, I was informed it's, it's Buddy, the, Buddy Elf. the Elf. And that's a perfect example. A perfect example of how Buddy the Elf, an unreasonable person, a person who is not held to the same standards as every other person (laughs) in the world, saw that puffery as fact, whereas everybody else would obviously see that as just puffery, an exaggerated claim. Nobody Mm -hmm. would take that company seriously, Uh, obviously seen as opinion. Right. So what's wrong with puffery, Ryan? Can, Can you give us that? Well, I think what's wrong with puffery is that sometimes if it's taken too far, it can be outright deception. It could influence a consumer's purchasing decision right. and um, basically hurt the competition. Right. And, and it, if, if it is puffery that, that goes too far and crosses into the field of deception, then it's well, well, I mean, you, you said it, misleading, deceptive. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what puffery can be seen as. Uh, here's uh, something else I came up with. Somebody else posted this on their blog, and I don't know the exact source, but, you know, I've seen this a, a couple times listed, and this makes perfect sense. One of the other major problems with puffery, and this is from a marketing standpoint. So if you are a marketer thinking about using puffery in your advertising campaign, think again after listening to this. The problem with puffery is that it sets off people's BS meters, <laughs> which we know a lot about here on uh, Marketing Bull. You read things like, we're the best in the industry, and we're the, we're the world's greatest at, and you think, yeah, right. You don't believe it. You can't believe it, especially when a thousand competing websites brag about the exact same thing. Great point, I thought, mm. uh, because I know that that's how I feel when I hear somebody saying, you know, we're, we're the world's leader in SEO positioning. Mm-hmm. Like, how could you possibly say that? You know, you're full of it. And if you're going to lie to me, like in your slogan, like right away you're going <laughs> to lie to me, then I know that your whole company is, is filled with lies. And, and you certainly don't, like in your marketing material, is going to be filled with them as well. So uh, think about that when you, when you start, um, if, if you're tempted to use puffery with one of those crazy statements. Hmm. And the uh, the FTC has their own view on this as well, don't they, Ryan? They do. Uh, in fact, puffery is not illegal, according to the Federal Trade Commission. No, it is Commission. not. 
Um, they, the Trade Commission will generally not pursue cases. This is quoting uh, from a document. I'll tell you what it is in a moment. Uh, involving obviously exaggerated or puffing representations, i.e. those that ordinary consumers do not take seriously. Mm-hmm. And that's from the FTC policy statement on deception. Um, and this this whole document, this is basically a, a letter explaining how the FTC is going to enforce policy against deceptive acts or practices. And the whole thing isn't specific to puffery, but it's it ties right into the whole point of marketing bull and is important to understanding what's appropriate puffery according to the FTC and what's not. Uh, I found it interesting that some uh, courts call puffery a license to lie because no person would reasonably rely on puffery as anything other than loose sales talk. That's right. Yeah, there was a, I believe that was a quote from a judge who was in favor of um, basically enforcing all companies to be able to back up any claims that they make in their advertising. And he was very against puffery. Hey, I got a quick fact for you. Yeah, what's that? Did you know that the roots of puffery are generally traced back to the 16th century when caveat emptor became the rule of business? I I did see that. You yeah, did? Yeah. Uh, in fact, there's, I don't know if you have the notes for it, but I, I don't, but it was a, a English a case in England. <clears throat> I believe where the the term puffery was first used in the legal context. It, I don't know what the year was. Sixteen twenty-two. Okay, if it if it was uh, that same case, I'm just making that up. But well, it sounded good. So let's talk briefly about the three elements of deception according to the FTC policy statement on deception. The first is that there must be a representation, omission, or practice that is likely to mislead the consumer. It's pretty straightforward. The second is that they examine the practice from the perspective of the consumer acting reasonably in the circumstances. So basically that means that advertisers aren't responsible for all whack job um, consumers' impressions like the Buddy the Elf (laughs) example. Um, They acknowledge that some people are just stupid. (laughs) Um, They give an example of... uh, there may be people who think that, uh, what do you call it, um, uh, what do you Danish call it? Danish pastry, right. that it's all made in Denmark. And, and people are deceived when it's made you know, by like uh, that's Costco's. Right. That's right. Yeah. And th- in fact, the document refers to them as misguided souls. <laughs> <laughs> now, on the other hand, the, the FTC is going to... Uh, look at the perspective of the group that's being marketed to. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, if someone is terminally ill and there's some kind of treatment being offered to them, the FTC is going to consider this is a very vulnerable group who's going to you know, have so a certain So there's a key word, vulnerability. That's I've right. I've seen that mentioned a bunch of times. Yeah, children, the elderly, um, they, they may be vulnerable groups in certain advertising. And then on the flip side, if you're marketing, say, a... Um, therapeutic to a, to a to Harvard graduates <laughs> yeah or right. not a therapeutic a pharmaceutical product to doctors who are probably who are highly educated right. you know they're probably less vulnerable to uh, being deceived so those are the first two items the third is that the representation omission or practice must be a material one what does that mean it basically means what does that mean right uh, whether it's going to affect the consumer's conduct or decision regarding so a, an important okay. service, yeah. Ryan, have you ever fell to any uh, fell victim to any puffery? Um, I I believe that I have, as a matter of fact. Please explain. Yeah, when I was a kid, I remember. Oh, when you were a kid, okay. So yeah. you're in the vulnerable group. I, that's that's All true. Right. I was in the vulnerable group. <laughs> Probably a stupid group. Some would argue I'm still in that. Um, remember those commercials about Snickers satisfies, uh-huh. and it shows you know the the busy teen on the go or whatever who's you know playing sports and at school and gets that mid morning craving and kicks back with the Snickers and then is like totally set till dinner. Oh, sure, yeah. I I remember as a kid picking up being at, at the drugstore looking at the candy bar and I was really hungry and I said you know I'm going to go for the Snickers because that's going to because it's going to satisfy. And you know I ate the Snickers and I was like still hungry. I'm starving. I'm not going to make it from till dinner. What the hell? So yeah, I was a little bit uh, deceived by that. And another example, I remember. You ever heard of Ponderosa Steakhouse? Oh yeah, yeah. When I was a kid, I, I loved 
Ponderosa. When I got older, we called it Ponderosa, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Um, but I remember they had a marketing campaign. It was I, this may not be exactly it, but it was something to the effect of "You're the boss." Mm-hmm. I have this vivid memory of uh, waiting in the long line with my tray, <laughs> going going down the uh, little cafeteria line to to pay, and um, thinking about that. You're the boss. You know, when you're here, you're the boss. And just being having this like existential struggle. You know, I'm not, I'm not the boss. Y- you mean to say if I say I only want to pay five dollars instead of ten dollars, they're going to give it to me? No, no, the boss still has to pay. Could you could you go over to yell at Bill? Hey, Billy, clean that spot over there yeah. on the floor. <laughs> well, there, yeah, there you go. Like all these scenarios are playing out in my mind. I'm like, I'm I'm not the boss. You're just trying to make me feel like like the boss. Yeah, but that's right. But you know, that is pure puffery. Yeah, it was pure puffery, and I. I feel victimized, Bo. Well, here's something that I still, to this day, kind of am influenced by, and I know mm. other people are as well, but I'm not quite sure if this is puffery or not, and, and maybe we could discuss it. The the one-liners on movie covers, or like if you see movie previews, like the funniest movie of the year, mm. uh, yeah. Ebert and whoever, uh-huh. uh, whoever, Siskel and Kamen, what's his name? <laughs> Well, it was, Which one's still alive? It, who was it? It was. Siskel. I don't know, but the point uh, remains. I mean, they have Roper, like, Roper, Roper, and Ebert. Roper and Siskel. Ebert? <laughs> no, Ebert. I think Roper and Ebert. It was Siskel and Ebert. Now it's Roper and Ebert. Okay. Uh, anyways, like the best movie of the year, the funniest movie I've ever seen. Like all those. When the quote was actually, "This is not the funniest <laughs> yeah. movie of the year." <laughs> it's like dot 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 the funniest movie. Of the year. <laughs> no, I wonder though, I, because this is completely personal testimonial. Mm-hmm. That's but right. The, but that's where they say that puffery is often used the most in testimonial. Right. Do they actually mean that? I, I wonder how often does somebody from the time say, this is the funniest movie of the year. This is the funniest movie I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. This is the funniest, maybe this is the funniest drama I've ever seen. <laughs> right. You know, making it a little bit more specific. But sometimes I see those. I see those on really crappy movies and I say, wow, you know, well, if that person said that it, I mean, it's that good then it must be at least pretty good. Uh-huh. And then I buy it and watch it and say, this sucked. What is this person talking about? <laughs> so, uh, so who's at fault there, the, the critic or the advertiser? I don't know. I mean, if, if you make the movie and a critic says that about I it. I know. You're going to put it on the movie. Obviously, you believe in your yeah. movie. You think it's a good product. I, right. I, I, don't think, I don't think anybody's at fault, and neither does the FTC. That's why it's puffery. I think that, that we, the consumers, just need to be a little bit more aware of puffery and what it exactly means. Mm. Like, all right, you know, this, this really means virtually nothing. Unless, of course, you see somebody on the movie, like uh, if, if you believe Roper and Ebert, Right, uh, and and you th- and you're um, you follow them, mm-hmm. and every movie that they give two thumbs up, you like, and the ones they don't like, you don't like. Then you know that means something different. So I guess that that's as close to a personal story that I could think of about uh, puffery, about your vulnerability. Yeah, huh. well, let's let's do a quick uh, actual study. This is in the late seventies, uh, not study a case. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a company that was selling a television antenna and in their advertising they referred to it as an electronic miracle and the FTC um, basically shot them down and they said that uh, although miracle is a term that doesn't that is used in day-to-day speech not always just about turning water into wine uh, they actually use that example uh, they said that the use of electronic miracle in the context of this grossly exaggerated claim would lead consumers to give added credence to the overall suggestion that this device is superior to other types of antenna. Because other types are not miracles. Right. Yet that one is. That, I was surprised at that, though, that that an electronic miracle didn't... Yeah, it was uh, back in the 70s. The they were probably under the influence of narcotics. <laughs> that could be it. Everybody was back in the 70s. You know, another. this brings up another point. Thinking of a lot electronic miracle, there's also, remember, Miracle Ear? Yeah. There are cases of puffery just in company names even. Yeah. Seattle's Best Coffee, A1 Steak Sauce. Um, I don't know. Can you think of some others? Well, uh, no. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I believe you. And then, you know, slogan Budweiser is the king of beers. Right. Uh, you had something about Breakfast at Champions, didn't you? Yeah, I do. Uh, we'll we'll get to those. Okay. Uh, I don't right. know, if you want to get to them now, I got some more case studies. But these were um, 
these were basically slogans. Yeah, so let's take a break from the actual case studies because I, I have another very interesting one. Uh, but what I did is I, I did a little lookup, a little history search on the most successful slogans. Mm-hmm. Uh, slogans, uh, taglines, whatever you want to yeah, call advertising them. advertising slogan. Yeah, yeah. In, in, uh, in recent advertising history. And I have a list of, there were, by the way, I, I probably went through about 100 of them, and I found 10 that used obvious uh, puffery, right? And I, I listed those 10. And what I did is, is I'm making a suggestion to these companies, a way that they could rewrite it without the puffery and without the deception. Mm. So uh, here's, here's my list here. And play along with me. See if you can guess the product. Okay? Who, me? Yeah, you. Okay. Uh, but pause for a moment so our listeners can guess the gotcha. product. The Ultimate Driving Machine. Uh, BMW? BMW, yeah. So I suggest, uh, obviously, it's not the, I mean, how could you say the ultimate? Is it the ultimate? But it's one of those, the subjective words, you know? So you can't right. prove that it's not the ultimate driving machine. Mm-hmm. That's where they're safe with that. But it's still, you know, part deception. So I suggest a driving machi- a machine that will impress your rich and snooty neighbors. Mm, might not impress it. all of them. It might. <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> well, that's good. The world's favorite airline. Geesh, is that um, American Airlines? British Airways. British Airways, okay. Uh, my suggestion is change it to the world's airline with a really cool accent. <laughs> Probably the best beer in the world. Oh, boy. I know I'm going to disagree with this one, but what is it? Carlsberg. Carlsberg, okay. You've heard of that? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, I suggest uh, probably the least heard of beer in the world. <laughs> That's okay. funny. The city never sleeps. New York? No. <laughs> yeah, New York, the city that never sleeps. The city that never sleeps. Oh. But the city never sleeps. The city never sleeps. <sighs> no idea. City bank. You've never heard of that? Doesn't ring a bell, no. Jeez. Well, uh, I thought that was pretty popular. I didn't mention I was raised by feral dogs. No, I'm a feral child. So I suggest, and obviously that's not true. Mm-hmm. You know, Citibank, they're, what they're, what they're uh, assuming there is the Citibank is never closed. But uh, So I suggest the city never sleeps except for Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. through 9 a.m., Saturday, 1 p.m. through midnight, <laughs> and all day Sunday. <laughs> okay. As a new slogan. That's good. That's honest. Uh, when it absolutely positively has to be there overnight. FedEx. FedEx, right. Uh, have you ever sent anything FedEx? <laughs> <laughs> uh, sorry, we just can't make that. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there as Had well. Had to drive the package myself. Many times. Oh, we just can't find it. Are you sure you sent it? <laughs> so I suggest when you absolutely positively want it to be there overnight, but realize that nothing in life is really guaranteed. <laughs> good. That's good. Guinness is good for you. Guinness. Guinness. Mm, I agree with that. Uh, my that, suggestion... That- Oh, sorry. No, what? Go on. No, I think there was, you know, I actually, I just came, I just, this is a little stupid trivial thing, but I'll say it anyway. I just was going through some books on my bookshelf this weekend and came from a little tag from a bottle of Guinness from Barbados from my honeymoon that I was using as a bookmark. Now, aren't you a better person for knowing that? And I, and actually I saw it and I thought, you know, Guinness is good for you. That's, that's really funny. Like, and it was from Barbados. It wasn't here in the United States. Gotcha. So I wondered if, you know. Can they get away with that stuff? I, I think this, that dates back like to 1935 or something. Mm, well, they're a still using it yeah. uh, in the Caribbean. Well, here's my suggestion. Guinness is good for you, assuming you were drinking it in place of gasoline. <laughs> okay, here's, here's one that you probably will know. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not, not in your, your hands. hands. M&M's. M&M. Do you have any kids, Ryan, that, that, that hold M&M's? <laughs> no, I don't. I do. And uh, here's my realistic suggestion for them. <laughs> okay. The milk chocolate melts in your mouth, not in your hand, unless you're holding it. <laughs> in fairness, though, usually isn't it the, the colored stuff on the shell that melts in your hand? It's the whole damn thing. Then it goes right into the chocolate? <laughs> yeah. uh, I guess First it goes through the shell, and then it right. goes into the chocolate. <laughs> I mean, they, they don't melt in your hand as fast as if you're holding pure chocolate because you're protected <laughs> by the shell. Right. But... You know, once that would again, make that for a cumbersome it would. Yes, it would. <laughs> okay, tastes so good, cats ask for it by name. Uh, it's not Purina. 
Um, is it that little snooty one in the can? No. No, what is it? Meow Mix. Oh, Meow Mix. Yeah, okay. Tastes so good, cats ask uh. for it. Now, obviously, cats don't ask for it. <laughs> they don't? By name. So here's my Meow. suggestion. Yeah, oh, that's what they're implying. Exactly. Yeah. Now you got it. Good. All right. <laughs> my suggestion is cats make a sound that resembles the first part of our product name, whether they like the product or not. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> okay, next. Visa. It's everywhere you want to be. Mm. Visa. Yep. Have you ever tried to pay with credit card? <laughs> and we're told that, sorry, we don't accept credit card. Yep, just I happened think, to me this weekend. Yeah, I think everybody's been there. Uh, so here we go. Visa, it's probably where you want to be, but rarely where you actually are. <laughs> oh, boy. And then finally, the one you mentioned, uh, the breakfast of champions, which, mm. of course, is? Wheaties. Wheaties. Ryan, I, I took the opportunity to look up the ingredients of Wheaties. Uh-huh. Here they are. Whole wheat. Yeah, that's good. Sugar, salt, corn syrup, partially hydrogenated soybean oh. oil, like Uh-oh. the worst kind this of oil you can get. Brown sugar syrup, natural flavors, trisodium phosphate. It's not quite the breakfast of champions, mm. is it? Uh, so my suggestion is the breakfast of sellout athletes. <laughs> <laughs> now, do, do these actually, as a uh, a real marketing bull, uh podcast co-host do these do these bother you do you know, these are you losing sleep over any of these slogans no, not at all do you feel this is an outrage how can these companies be using this grossly exaggerated puffery if you look at a few of them guinness is good for you i definitely would take offense <laughs> yeah, to that, that, that telling one. people and that beer is good for you uh-huh. uh, specifically that uh that that bothers me um you know what? There, I'm pretty sure there was a. I came across this a few weeks ago, probably doing research for another topic. Something about a, a brand of cigarettes. Yeah. Where they were. Camel. Like, yeah, that might have been it. Like referring to it as like a healthy. Uh, something about good for your health. Or, they got away with a lot of crap back in the <laughs> early part of the 20th century. <laughs> yeah. It's That's crazy. Funny. No, but it, it, these these don't necessarily bother me. And mm-hmm. some of them obviously worked – well, all of them worked extremely well because they made the top 100 of all time in terms of slogans. Yeah. Uh, but some of these, I think, have crossed the line, like we mentioned Guinness, which is probably why they don't use that anymore here in the States for uh, legal reasons. But you said that uh, over yeah. overseas or somewhere, they, they still yeah. do use that. Mm-hmm. So uh, you could see where – the problem with puffery, one of the major problems is a lot of the advertisers tend to cross the line, and that's where they get involved in legal disputes as opposed to just like total puffery that that's just cr- uh, makes for creative marketing. I came across this one article by a like an advocacy group uh, for for like uh, different companies mm-hmm. trying to stop a law that was proposed to have puffery regulated. And this was back in 1990, so it was a long time ago. I don't think, and actually I'm pretty sure that it didn't go anywhere because it's there's still no laws today. That, That's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you still have that freedom. Uh, but you, you, could see, you could see both ends of the argument where, where this kind of, uh, where using puffery could certainly lead to creative advertising. One of the, the examples that I mentioned uh, before this podcast here, Ryan, mm-hmm. was Coca-Cola, the use of their polar bears drinking Coke. Right. Like, obviously, polar bears don't drink the Coke. Well, and it's a and it's a cartoon, right? It's a cartoon. Buddy the Elf may fall for it, but uh-huh. once again, Buddy the Elf, he's, he's individual. He's very unique. Uh, and even even kids would pretty much realize that you right. know, this is just pretend. And if they don't, uh, they need a little talk from their parents. Of course, there's also the uh, the Charmin bears with the toilet paper. Have you seen those commercials? I, don't, I have not. Oh, seen the those. little cartoon Charmin bears, no. as though they're uh, wiping their backsides with <laughs> with nice. Charmin. Yeah, that's what you want to see. Bears wipe their butt. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's a pretty nasty commercial because it shows. The little baby bear with like toilet paper stuck to its butt, and the mama <laughs> bear has to, you know, come over and yeah, it's yeah, pretty that gross. is pretty nasty. Yeah, it's kind of like I can't believe I'm seeing this right now. So this is uh, there are plenty of examples of of where these went into court. You mentioned that that first court case, which was what? 
uh, which uh, we, we, Papaginos? We, no, no, no. You, you talk. You already talked about a, a court case, didn't you? Oh, the uh, miracle. Antenna. Yeah, 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 the miracle antenna. Well, I, I'll bring up another one, and then I know you hear that one that uh, Papaginos yeah. that you just mentioned. Uh, this one started probably back in 2000, 2006. It has to do, it was a case um, from Time Warner Cable versus Direct TV. Now, obviously, Time Warner Cable is a cable company providing cable TV service, and Direct mm-hmm. TV provides their satellite TV. This is when they were starting to introduce high-definition TV. Uh, DirecTV came out with a television ad with, I don't know if you've seen this before, with Jessica Simpson and William Shatner. <laughs> His name's going to come a lo- up a lot in this podcast. <laughs> <Just Yeah>. <laughs> the <laughs> sellout celebrity. Stating, respectively, that you're not going to get the best picture out of some fancy big screen TV without DirecTV. And settling for cable would be illogical. Followed by an announcer claiming that for an HD picture, you can't be uh, that can't be beat. Get Direct TV. So they're making a little statement there, mm-hmm. and uh, Time Warner Cable did not like that. Uh, they also challenged an internet ad which Direct TV put out, where they showed an image that was divided into two separate screens. You know how they do that, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, the one screen shown Direct TV, which is obviously a crystal clear picture, and the other one was an incredibly fuzzy. <laughs> <laughs> like you could barely even see it, right. and it, it was labeled "other TV," kind of <laughs> other, yeah, other TV. So basically, saying, ears. <laughs> yeah, if, if you're, I mean, it basically said if you're not hooking up to uh, Direct TV high def, that's what you're going to get right. via cable. So uh, Time Warner was uh, very PO'd about that, and uh, what's funny about this is the the fact is that Time Warner Cable and Direct TV, their HD program. Uh, the HD programming has exactly the same picture quality. I mean, it, there are a few different standards. There's either the uh, the 720, mm-hmm. uh, which is the, the lower HD, and then the the 1080. 1080 yeah. Right. So if I mean, they're both they were both the 1080, so they're they're identical. You uh-huh. can't be one can't be better than the other if they're <laughs> the same standard. All right. So it was very misleading. Uh, but what Direct TV came out and said was that well, they were talking about overall picture quality. And what they mean by that is we have more high definition than cable does. So if you have... Like more high def channels? Well, if you... Or, not even saying that, but we have, we have yeah, we have high def, but, but uh, HD TV or the, uh, the cable has just the regular cable channels, that, like the basic ca- cable that's non-high uh, def. Okay. So overall, when you take in all our channels and everything into, into consideration, collectively, we have a better picture quality. But nowhere did they explain this. They only explained this in court <laughs> right. to try to get out of it. And uh, the court actually rejected DirecTV's little uh, puffery argument, saying that uh, consumers are unfamiliar with HD televisions and might believe that using an HD television to view a non-HD TV analog cable feed would result in highly distorted picture like they were seeing. Right. And this is an interesting example because they're talking about the use of technology and how because they're they're talking about a technology that people aren't exactly familiar with, it becomes less of a slam dunk case when you're talking about puffery. It, because p- people just don't know. Like you're, the average reasonable person really doesn't know like what happens if you try to connect uh, uh, high definition, definition TV to a regular cable box. Right. And, uh, and, right. I mean, it's something that you usually have to ask the store attendant. Yeah. So uh, that whole puffery thing does not fly. So I thought uh, this was really interesting, and uh, I th- the way that it turned out, I think uh, DirecTV um, lost, but they also won. I think they lost in the case that uh, their television commercial, uh, they had to pull that because it was definitely misleading. Mm-hmm. However, the Internet ad, after a court or a jury looked at the Internet ad, they said, this is just crazy. I mean, it's really fuzzy. Uh-huh. No reasonable person would say that that is like a regular, like an actual ad. Right. Uh, or the actual results that you're going to get. Right, yeah. Right. M- meaning that it is exaggeration that's it okay? Was, or yes. It was exaggeration that is okay because it was obvious buffery. Right, okay. Exaggerated claims. Gotcha. Uh, and you have another... I do, yeah. Let's talk about pizza. Let's talk about pizza. Uh, there's been a... 
some bad blood between Pizza Hut and Papa John's over the years. Uh, this is going back to the year 2000, maybe even a little earlier than that. But Pizza Hut sued Papa John's, claiming that their slogan, Better Ingredients, Better Pizza, implied that Papa John's ingredients were fresh and the ingredients used by other pizza chains were not fresh. Now, based on that alone, I said, oh, come on, give me a break. But I guess part of the case here is that not only was Papa John's using that slogan, but they also had another ad campaign comparing their tomato sauce and pizza dough with that of Pizza Hut. I don't know if their information was factual or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the lawyers for Papa John's Pizza argued that this was just puffery. They were just boasting. No big deal. But in uh, January of 2000... Everybody does it. Well, it, I'm, as we said, it is yeah. legal, right? Sure. A federal court judge in Dallas ruled that Papa John's Pizza could no longer use its trademarked slogan, Better Ingredients, Better Pizza. Uh, they could not prove that it used fresher and tastier ingredients than Pizza Hut. And uh, that... Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Interestingly, though, I, I was... I saw that and I said, this this can't be. I know I've seen that slogan. I've heard that just recently. And I went on the Papa John's uh, website and sure enough, they are still using that slogan. Um, so uh, there's obviously been some additional uh, legal action since then. And right. I guess Papa John's is, is on top at the moment at least. Yeah. So I think what we can conclude from these three specific case studies, as well as a few of the other ones that I read that we're not talking about, is that the courts are extremely lenient when it comes to the use of puffery. And if it is even kind of on the line, Mm -hmm. like the example of that cable company, uh, that cable ad where it was very fuzzy, and the court initially ruled, no, you got to pull the ad until the jury, until it came up with with the the jury case, and the jury said, no, no, it's fine. Uh, So, I mean, it's right on the line. But eventually, it was ruled as uh, as puffery and okay. So we as consumers definitely have to be a little bit careful when we see things that we, you know, might be true. And you know, it makes us feel stupid if we fall for it. If if we if we see puffery as potential fact, you know, it's not something we think about either. And that's where I have a problem with it. Like if you see like the world's greatest cup of coffee, and let's just say we're not we're not consciously thinking about it, mm-hmm. and and you think, oh great, you know I would love to taste the world's greatest cup of coffee, <laughs> <laughs> but you you don't. Uh, I mean that's a that's a really stupid example because that's like kind of obvious as obvious as you can get. It's as safe of the puffery as you could possibly use, but the the idea is that you don't process that information and think. You know, wait a minute. Let me think about that. Is oh no no they, that's just exaggeration. You just see it and you act on it. Mm-hmm. Especially like if um, if you don't have a lot of time to think about a product, or if you're put in a situation where it's like a buy now type of situation, and you're thrown some of this line, you see some of this uh, marketing bull in some of the literature. You you just kind of act on it. You just process it subconsciously and you go for it. Right. So you really do need to be careful, and you need to uh, when you read statements like this, you have to think about it. Right. Or when you see pictures, I have uh, a, a great example here of something that I think every one of us who has been on the internet recently has seen. There are these ads that have been running pretty much everywhere. They must have like a multi-million dollar ad campaign that they run these. Uh, like I, I've seen them on weather.com. I've seen them all over the place. It's uh, The title is Smarter Than Botox. And it's a picture of a, let's say like a 90-year-old woman. And then <laughs> right beside, a picture of a 30-year-old woman. Mm-hmm. And on the one side, <laughs> you know, it, it it says like this is before and then this Think is the after. the emperor on Return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, the emperor. <laughs> like, uh, or you know, how I like to think of is uh, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> Freddy Krueger is a good one. She also looks like I don't know if you remember this movie, uh, The Shining. You remember I, I the never old, saw The Shining. The old actually. naked lady that came out of the bathtub. No, oh, that's who she reminds me of. <laughs> I'm sure. Oh. I'm sure there are plenty of folks at home laughing. That's a good, good <laughs> comparison. So this it's just crazy when you see these, and it really pisses me off because it it it's just such 
a a lie, a right. downright uh, right lie, when this is like the before and after. And of course, if you look very carefully on the side, it says simulated image. Um, what else did they use for that? Dramatization, not actual, um, simulated imagery. I mean, it's crazy. And and this lady. And this, by the way, we're going to be using for our our cover image oh, for the podcast. Oh, that's the one I thought you were referring to. Yeah, uh, yeah. This I was one a little is, harsh on the other lady. Sorry yeah, about it's, that. It's pretty much just as bad. I mean, this lady has like gray hair and everything, so obviously it's just crazy. <laughs> uh, and then over there, it's blonde hair. So, like, what the heck? <laughs> the uh, the stuff she put on her skin changed her hair color as well. Right. Uh, the point is, it it's used all over the place, and it is it, it's pretty drastic. Mm. And they call this puffery, and it's okay. They could get away with it because they put simulated imagery in small letters. You know what, though? Even that, referring back to this FTC statement on deception, Mm -hmm. uh, there's some information about that. Having a disclaimer does not necessarily uh, give you carte blanche to do whatever you want in terms of of puffery. Uh, what What they do is they look at the advertisement as an old, as a whole. They don't just isolate words and phrases they do look at the larger context but it, it very clearly um, sure. says that disclaimers don't necessarily right yeah you know. and, and disclaimers are kind of funny too because you, you can't have like a, a the new slogan for milk would be milk cures cancer right. and then with a star after it and then you see like a star at the bottom right. well it really doesn't cure cancer right right <laughs> so you can't do that hey bo i'd like to throw a few at you here and, okay. and get your kind of off-the-cuff reaction uh, of whether you think acceptable or unacceptable. As opposed to all the preparation we do for these shows otherwise. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Um, and these these are examples coming from The Great American Blow-Up, which is a book by Ivan Preston. And you can read a good bit of it on books.google.com if you're interesting, interested. But he uh, places puffery into six different categories. Best, best possible, better, specially good, good, and subjective qualities. Okay. So starting with the uh, strongest and most deceptive type of puffery, that is use of the term best. Goodyear's claim, best tires in the world. What do you think? Acceptable, unacceptable? Best tires in the world. Best tires in the world. I, I think it's I think it's crap. Crap? How yeah. about Nestle makes the very best chocolate? Crap. Okay. All right, let's go to the next category. This is because the they don't. I've tasted I've tasted plenty of chocolate uh-huh. that is so much better than Nestle, and the ingredients and the quality is just so much better. So I know that Nestle is lying. How about a uh, a decent average chocolate bar? <laughs> <laughs> a, a damn good chocolate bar for your money. How about that? There you go. Yeah. All right. The next classification of puff is the best possible claim. Um, for example, Minute Rice says perfect rice every time. It means that other products may be just as good, but that none are better than that. Is that perfect rice every time? Does that bother you? It does. It does. Just yeah. because I've destroyed rice many times using Minute Rice. Minute, oh, okay. I'm glad you said yeah. Minute Rice, not Uncle Ben's or whatever. All right, cool. Um, next is better. An example, Advil just works better or Aquafresh for dazzling whiter teeth. Those are examples of the better claim. What was that Aquafresh one? Aquafresh for what dazzling whiter teeth. Whiter teeth. Whiter teeth. I don't mind that because to me it's not it's not comparing it against something else. It's to me it seems like well if you don't use Aquafresh then you're not going to have as white teeth and and I would think that's true. true. Although many would take that to mean to fill in the blank of for dazzling whiter teeth than if I use Colgate or something. Yeah, then then that's really on the consumer how, drawing conclusions. All right, how about this? Advil just works better. Works better than not taking anything at all? It, it could be, yeah. <laughs> you, I think it, on that one, it's pretty clear that it's and I, I was, to it, the That's very much like the, the some of the candy bars I see. I, I forgot which candy bar. I think like, uh, like Sugar Babies or some of the other ones. It says uh, 30% less fat. And... <laughs> <laughs> you know, less fat than what? Uh-huh. Like, you know, lard? <laughs> They're assuming, of course, that 30% less fat than the average candy bar. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But not 30% less fat than, say, like an apple right. or, or another healthy snack. There you go. So, you know, yeah. I mean, that's a perfect example of, of puffery that uh, that's that's probably acceptable. 
Okay. But the the first classes that you mentioned, the reason why they bother me is because they're just so ridiculous and they're just to me it's just like lying and why are you wasting a slogan with with something like that? Hmm. You know, you can you can get it across a better message, I think. Something that's more honest that could that could sell your product better than just an outright lie that people will say, "No, that's obviously not true." Nestle is not the world's best chocolate. Don't tell me that it is. Makes the very best chocolate. Yeah, the very best, best chocolate. Oh, well, let's come back to that. Okay. Um, the next category is specially good. That basically places the product high on the scale of competitors, but it doesn't say it's best, doesn't say it's better. Mm-hmm. An example could be Weber Grill. Uh, if it's Weber, it's great outdoors. That's fine. That's fine with you. Okay. Yeah. Nexus classification is good products. It says that the product ranks favorably, but not necessarily high on a scale compared to others. Campbell Soup is mm, good. Yeah, I mean, that's just kind of s- stupid. If you're going to be using puffery, you know, at least put it up a notch or two. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't, don't fall for mediocrity well, like that. Well, this, I mean, but do you, to you, is that puffery? Mm, good. No, or, or how about our soup I'm, tastes great? I mean, I would. It's that's just like an opinion, kind of like the movies. I think so too. I mean, but according to uh, to this author, those are still examples of uh, puffery. Right. Then finally, there's the sixth uh, category of puffery, which is the weakest category. Um, that's subjective qualities, such as there is a smile in every Hershey's bar. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> that would freak me out if I saw like this moth, this, <laughs> like the Twilight Zone. Yeah, that's just freaky. But I mean, you get you get the you get the implication there. I wish I could think of some other good ones like that. Well, chocolate is known to to have a physiological effect. That's true. Yeah, good good point there. Make, that makes you happy. Yeah. About uh, where a kid can be a kid. Yes. Is that Toys R Us or something? I don't know. I don't know. Um, let's. Uh, you were saying this whole best is what really bothered you the most, the strongest form of puffery, where you say something is the best. When when I know that it's absolutely not. Okay. Okay. All right. So on the Bo Bennett meter, it's it's not the best. See, <laughs> well, it, if if like the Goodyear tire example, yeah. I I don't know if Goodyear, like I don't have an opinion about tires. So right. if they want to say they're they're the best, I know that that's puffery uh-huh. and it's not actual fact so it doesn't bother me but when i hear like the nestle's and i've tasted many chocolate that's so much better and it's than not that. nestle's is not like a, a super high-end chocolate i know yeah that's you know, it, it, that's what's crazy that's not about their it. branding either. right uh, so by by them saying that they're the best it's like them disagreeing with me mm-hmm. and i, I that's kind what of gets you. yeah it's kind of like a, a little personal dig at me. No, no, no. We're the best. But no, right. you're not the best. I've, right. I've tasted what I believe is the best in my opinion, and you are not it. Right. <laughs> so therefore, they're they're aggravating and annoying their potential customers. Yeah. Now, with the BMW one, though, I mean, BMW is a, a very high-class vehicle. So when they say a whatever, I forget what the exact phrase is. The was, ultimate so, driving machine. The ultimate driving machine. I mean, that's... I mean, at least it's not like Pinto making that claim. Right, you're right, exactly. <laughs> and right. see, that doesn't bother me. I, I've had a BMW, and mm-hmm. I've had a Lexus, I've had a Ferrari, and uh-huh. I, I prefer the BMW, I think, in terms of driving experience, that is probably the best so far, so I'm not offended by that. Okay, okay, good, good. But but they're taking a risk, and I think right. that's kind of what I wanted to point out. By saying something like that, you are taking a risk for for offending other people or kind of showing that you're you're not exactly being honest. Mm. Well, I got to tell you, Bo, I got to I got to turn the microscope inward here for a moment. Um, uh, as oh, do we do we have a claim on iGroups or something? I, well, I had a claim on my email signature uh, up until a very short time ago, not related to marketing bull in the least. It just uh, we just I basically just uh, changed my signature. Um, but what it used to say? Do you remember what it used to say? The best hosting platform? Close, yeah. Looking for the best membership site solution? You just found it. Visit iGroups.com. And uh, it, it could be argued that that was, that was puffery. It is puffery. <laughs> Absolutely. What, so you don't believe iGroups is the, was the best membership site no, platform? No, I, I agree with you. Oh, I but thought it was I'm a, not. 
<laughs> I'm not angry with that that you wrote that <laughs> because because I'm not thinking no 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 I've used like Joomla or something and I think that's the best so you're obviously okay not okay yeah. I gotcha I gotcha uh, but once again it goes it's the same I mean that's something I believe in but I'm not sure if that I would write that mm. that's not an official company statement is it Ryan uh, well I, th- I think you just I, I don't I, I went rogue on that one <laughs> you did well here's one that is and okay is this puffery the place to go to start your own social website. Yes. <laughs> the place to go. Guilty as charged, right? Well, it's the place to go to start your own social website. No, it, even the emphasis. The, the place, place to, to go, go. Indicating this is, if, if you want a social website, iGroups is it. Well, where else can you go to start a social website? I don't want to start naming competition, <laughs> but I could. Well, can you? Or does anybody else use the term social website? I, I think so. You, you think so? Yeah. Because I've done some research social on, on, sites. I, on social website, and uh, I didn't come up with any competitors generally. I think that that term's used as generally to speak with any kind of interactive website. Sure. Uh, but I haven't seen any direct competitor use that term. That's why I'm, I'm trying to coin that for iGroups. Right. Like iGroups, when you think of social website, you think of iGroups. Right. Hmm. So, therefore, it is the place to go and it always will be the place to go. Right. So, but, but we don't own that trademark. So, if someone did want to start it's not using a trademark. that term. That's what I'm saying. We don't own a trademark on right. the term social website. Uh, so, if, so. Y- yeah, but you don't want to give people ideas and tell them to start using that. <laughs> I know I don't, but, you know, we, this is uh, – But, you know, we could, we could claim prior art if we, if we use that and we prove that we were using that before other play- people. If we say it's the place to go to create your own social website and somebody else says that exact same line, mm-hmm. we definitely have a case. Mm. And if, if we used to brand our company more on the membership site type of uh, concept, if we had said the place to go to start your own membership site – then do you think that would have been irresponsible th- advertising, or what do you think? No, because it's it's kind of like I could see where that gets into the you know pushing it uh-huh. area because of the term membership site uh-huh. and because of our competitors using that same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but but no, I, because we haven't used best, we haven't used the ultimate, and uh-huh. uh, I don't know. See, here's why I don't have a problem with it. A, a lot of the examples we talked, some of them today, obviously, I think you know cross cross the line but others don't bother me and the, the reason is because i think a company should take pride and believe in their product but do you see and my if point they on the nestle do, thing um yeah yeah i do I, I mean that one doesn't particularly bother me but you know what just because something is branded as super high end or not <coughs> oh, bless you bo thank you <laughs> the sneeze cast <laughs> i was trying to turn the volume down but i I thought I was going to turn hers down. To, to me, again, I think it's kind of like an opinion thing, you know. If uh, again, you know, you're, there's some truth in a way. I think to your uh, modified marketing claims, it's not marketing if you're saying, you know, a, a kind of okay cereal. It's, it's not good marketing. <laughs> right. That's right, right. You know, um, I mean, even things like. Um, you're not fully clean until you're zestfully clean. Right. I mean, that's yeah. silly. I would think about think about this, and let me, let me back up one step. Yeah. Really, one of the the points of our podcast is to help marketers as well rethink, Avoid, yeah. right? Rethink their their marketing if they are pushing the limit going into bull marketing, and we want them to be successful, right? We want people to come up with really good slogans. We want people to stand out, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't want these companies to deceive, deceive people. Yeah. Right. So knowing that we want them to be successful, I think one of the best things you could do is when you come up with a slogan or when you come up with any kind of copy that you're, you're going to do for your website, for your brochures, for your literature, anything, think about the statements you're about to make and ask yourself, well, first, are we going to get sued for this? Mm-hmm. And then... Uh, this, and most of the, if, if you're using puffery that's on the line, the chances are no, you're not going to get sued for it. I mean, even if major companies use this, they don't get sued for it. Right. But the second question is, are are we going to deceive people? Can can we honestly stand behind the statement and explain it mm-hmm. and say no? no well, if I think that we are, if I wanted In to court. use the the best 
social media company in the world. Uh If I wanted to use that and I could honestly stand behind it and say we are better than Facebook, we're better than Twitter, and I believe that 100% and here are the reasons why, then by all means use it. Uh Uh, I love our company, Uh iGroups, but I can't say that we're better than Facebook. Uh Well, they're not our competition. They're not our direct competition. Yeah. But, uh, you know, our... But and but in social media, in terms of social websites and some of the, the terminology that we use, that it could fall into that category. Right. So I think if you could honestly stand behind your statement, the guy who came up with Nestle's, the best chocolate in the world, if he tasted, if he went to Switzerland and tasted some of the chocolate, you don't even have to go there. You, you, you buy a, a Toblerone uh-huh. or some of the other chocolates and... Jeez, even Lint, Dove chocolate. Ghirardelli. Yeah, Ghirardelli, uh, Dove. I mean, some amazing, delicious chocolates out there. If they literally tasted those chocolates and said, yeah, yeah, ours is so much better than this. And by looking at the ingredients and seeing all the crap they put in theirs, uh, I don't even know if that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just assuming it is. Right. Uh, versus like more natural ingredients. Then, and they could honestly stand behind that. Then, you know, by all means, say it. Yeah, yeah. See, I guess that's how I feel. I think at one time my my uh, tagline on the email might have been something like the ultimate membership site platform. And to me, I felt I could absolutely sure, you know, defend to that. Yeah. I mean not in a defensive way, but you know, I could I could give you all these reasons why I feel that's you know, the truth um based upon what I know of the competition, based upon what uh, our customers who've come from other platforms have told us about the differences. This is turning into a big iGroups ad. So, you know, <laughs> well, we, we could forego the uh, 30-second iGroups clip for this episode. No, I, actually, I, I don't think of this as being self-promoting on iGroups, but being kind of self-critical in some of the things that I've I've done and, uh-huh. you know, looking at if it's been over the line or acceptable. Right. But, well, that's very open of you. It, it sure is. And hopefully our prospects and customers will appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's all I have. Ryan, you got any more on puffery? Mm, no, I just yeah. think this is probably the best podcast that's ever been done on puffery in the history of the universe. Definitely the best. Including any other dimensions of reality <laughs> that might exist. Without question. <laughs> all right. Uh, we do not have any listener feedback for this episode, which is kind of upsetting, but we'll live. If you do have any listener feedback on this episode or any others, well, you can uh, you can send an email to podcast at realmarketingbull.com. Uh, you could also send us an audio clip if you want to do an MP3 on your iPhone or if you just want to record an MP3 on your computer and send it over. You can do that. Uh, you can get us on Twitter. You could find us at marketingbullsh at marketingbullsh or twitter.com slash marketingbullsh. Or you could call our telephone, our voicemail, and leave an up to a two-minute voicemail message, which is the number, Ryan? one 451 Very good. And uh, just today, we're going to be putting up our Facebook page, Ryan. You know that? I didn't know that. Yeah. Thanks for letting me know. Sure. We're going to have our Marketing Bull Facebook page up there. So you could become a fan of the real Marketing Bull and, and check that out and, and comment on episodes and do all this crazy stuff you could do with Facebook. So check that out. Um, You could just search for it on Facebook. I don't know the URL yet. So that's it for this week. My name is Bo Bennett. And I'm Mr. Ryan Levesque. Take care, everybody. Thank you for calling iGroups. This is the place of the best social website hosting in the world. How could I help you?